0: First of all, I want to thank you, Monitor Beats, for helping me put this thing together. When I first had this idea, I thought the Achilles heel, what I needed more than anything was someone to put together a sick, jazzy, hip-hoppy beat. And I had no idea how I was gonna accomplish it, and all of a sudden, three weeks ago, you start following me on Instagram. So I slide into your DMs, we cut out a deal, and in 72 hours, You nailed it, bro. Thank you. And let this be a lesson that the universe conspires in favor of those following their dreams. So what this project is, is a last call track. And what a last call track normally means, it's a song at the end of a rap album where the rapper talks about his origin story in a mixture of rapping and talking about it over a sick jazzy beat. First time I heard it was on Kanye's College Dropout. And I became obsessed with it. I loved it. Talks about getting his record deal with Jay Z. It was amazing. And then this year, Logic puts out Young Sinatra 4, and his last track is called Last Call. And he talks about how he heard Kanye do it and how he heard J. Cole do it, and now he wanted to do it. So now I want to do it. But I'm not a rapper. I didn't get a record deal but I've been on this really interesting journey for the last couple years and I've had a really interesting 2019 where I had to start from zero and reinvent myself and build a business out of it and people keep asking me what I'm doing and it took me a while to figure it out but now I know. What I do is audience strategy. I like attention to get attention. I like eyes on me. Back in the day this shit would make my mom mad at me. But then somebody turned me on to Gary V. He said attention's key. Now I'm on this Odyssey To build community. Using all my energy to get you feeling me. Cause I'm doing it differently. You see? See what I mean? <laughs> well, that's the best that's come out so far, but I'm not a rapper. I'm a storyteller. And I may or may not rap again on this track, but I wanna tell you about this 2019, cause you see what happened was five years ago, my brother passed away. And in his passing, two very profound things dawned on me. The first thing is that I lost my North Star. My brother was always the guy I compared myself to. And I knew that, I could track myself to, in eight years, in nine years, am I gonna be ahead of that, behind that, in par? And that gave me some kind of comfort. And when that was gone, I had to look inside myself and figure out who I really wanted to be, make my own journey. And the other thing was, when 1,200 people showed up to his funeral and everybody I spoke to talked about how they loved my brother, and how he brought people together and that was the most inspiring thing. And at that moment, that feeling of community was everything that got us through everything. I realized the value of community and the value of bringing people together. And I knew that there had to be some kind of way to turn that into my mission. So in 2018, I took a risk. Joined a startup software company with the opportunity to prove that my community program could help with business development, and it did. It was an amazing journey, but at the end of the day, the partnership wasn't right, and I had to leave it and start over in 2019. And I knew this was my worst case scenario. I knew that the worst case scenario was going to be I start over, having learned a whole new world, having connected a whole bunch of dots, and then I had to just reinvent myself again. I'd done it before. And at the time, my wife had the brilliant idea to tell me to take a 90-day purposeful pause, figure out where I wanna be in 10 years, and reverse engineer, instead of falling in love with the next step, which has normally been my weakness. Best advice I've ever gotten. Thanks, boo. I love you. So the first thing I did was, four conferences because if I'm going to be in the state of inaction and I'm going to be trying to figure out what I want to do in my life I want to be doing something I love doing which is networking with people connecting with people connecting them to each other getting to know connect the dots so the first conference I go to is Agent 2021 in Miami Gary V's conference the first guy that got me thinking about this whole thing and it was amazing I met Gary in a day and a half I made like 20 new friends and I walked away from that thinking hmm I just made like 20 new friends and everybody else here is just talking to the same four or five people. There's got to be some value in that. And before I left Miami, I had delivered the speech to the people I worked with in my community engagement efforts about the value of networking and how to do it properly. And I thought, this has a place here in these conferences. So I approached my next conference, the Capitalism Conference in Dallas. And I tell people that I'm a professional speaker and I talk about networking. And to sweeten the pot, I say that I follow up with everybody I meet at these conferences and I interview them about them and about their experience in order to quantify the value of the networking and the people that go to these conferences. And almost everyone I pitch it to loves it. They think that there should be a steward for connection at these things because it's like a high school dance and you need someone facilitating it. And I'm feeling pretty good about it until I talk to the conference organizer and he just wasn't feeling it. And he's the customer. So I think to myself, all right, I gotta rework this thing. So I go to the next conference, the 10X conference, and there there's a guy speaking on stage about the value of stages. This guy, Pete Vargas, that talks about how the way to monetize the stage is not just through speaking fees, but through this environment you create around it of offers that you can create, lead captures and nurturing people, and it really hits home the value of the stage for me. And that conference itself was just an exercise in how valuable a stage is. Keep people entertained long enough, they follow you, they buy from you, I had learned this before. And I started introducing myself as a professional networker, and I go to Funnel Hacking Live, the last conference in Nashville, and I meet the most fascinating people that had all built platforms and all built stages around stuff that they cared about, and it connected a lot of dots. And most importantly, I started getting invited, invited into different podcasts. And when I get back to Jacksonville, I get involved with the Yellowbird Connect community. These are people that are proving that community creation is the future of business development right in the hometown, and they invite me on their podcast. And it's like the third podcast I do, and my message is getting better. And while I'm there, I'm in this live studio where they take these sweet pictures of me, and I start using those pictures to promote myself, using the podcast to promote myself, and I start thinking, huh... The most valuable thing is not to be on a stage, but to be the stage itself and have people promote themselves through you. So I turn around and I pitch this idea to the Emerge Americas conference in Miami. And I tell them if they can give me a little bit of expo floor room, I'm going to create a little recording studio and we're going to interview people at the conference about them with a backdrop of Emerge. Paired with Louis Vencent Marketing in Miami, Camilo and D, thank you so much. Amazing opportunity. And we interview 45 different founders and CEOs in two days. And we make videos about them. Talking about the problem that they solve in their ecosystem, talking about the lessons they learned, and we start pumping this through LinkedIn and through social media, and we start realizing that their audience, the people that follow them, start paying attention to what we're doing. They start paying attention to Emerge. And it opens up a whole new audience. And I realize that. Building an audience through other people's audience is the most scalable thing possible. And around that time, I get introduced to the guy that ends up being my first client, this guy by the name of Brendan Kane, who is the world's foremost digital strategist. And I'm picking Brendan's mind about how I can be a speaker, right? Because all he's done is build a million person following in 30 days, get a book deal, write a best-selling book, touring the world speaking. And the best advice he has to give, which is the truth, is you gotta accomplish something extraordinary and then you can get on stages. And he did something extraordinary. So then I turn around and say, how can I help you? And Brenda wanted to figure out a way that he could help more people with his services. So we create these two different groups where he takes all this different kind of Q&A and teaches them all his concepts from the book. And then we repurpose this content into a community program in an email chain and speaking points and all this iteration of him talking to different people and re-explaining different things starts to show me the value of iteration. I start thinking of my own journey and I realize that this is the perfect content creation mechanism and that's the strategy. So during this time, Bird invites me to speak at one of their masterminds and I re-engineer my speech to go along with Brendan's on hook points and the importance of it. And instead of a 20 minute speech, I create 15 different hook points. And these are all different stories about different tactics on how to network and how to build a relationship and how to get people to bond with each other and how to build an audience. And I deliver it and it goes great. It goes so well that I come home and I write out 50 total bullet points. And then Yellowbird allows me to come into their studio and produce the content. And I start putting this content out in LinkedIn, in Facebook, on my Instagram, the same way that I was doing with the Emerge Americas Conference. And at that point, people just start coming out of the woodwork. After six months without any kind of income, I get my first client. For three months, he's my only client. And then shortly after I start putting out content, based on all the different iterations and all the different things I've learned, people start coming out of the woodwork. I start getting calls from people I haven't spoken to in 10 years asking me advice on how to create content, how to get their message out, how to build an audience. I get my first paid speaking gig, where I am seeing an event and at every intermission, I'm giving advice on how to network and how to do this, right, so I'm, I'm seeing my goals to fruition. And I get the language behind everything I'm doing. I'm on a mission to prove that community creation is the future of business development. I'm an audience cultivation strategist, and what I do is I design and implement content creation plans for business owners that want to use content to attract new clients, to build rapport with their existing clientele, and build a community around their business without putting the onus on them. And I've got a full functioning business. In the last three months of the year, I'm finishing out with six recurring clients five-figure recurring revenue with upside on every deal and I'm doing what I love doing and I can't feel anything but gratitude about it. So I want to share with you what I've learned on this journey. I've learned that the key to happiness is to first figure out something you love doing that you're really good at. Once you figure that out, figure out how to serve other people with that. Once you figure out the best way to put that into service, figure out a way to monetize it without it losing its authenticity. And once you figure that out, you're almost there. You just got to build a business around it. That's where I'm at now. And I wake up every day happy. I'm living my dream. I'm doing things I never thought were possible. And it's all because I put myself out there because I decided to follow this, to find my passion, find something I'm good at and serve others with it. My friends, if there's something that's true, it's that the human being is the quintessential social animal. We did not get to the top of the food chain because of how strong we are, how fast we are, how sharp our teeth is. We got to the top of the food chain because at a certain moment, one caveman looked at another caveman and said, if we work together, we can take down a woolly mammoth. We were able to settle into large scale cities when one Roman looked at another Roman and said, if we build this aqueduct, we'll solve the sanitation issue. We can all densify and work together all the time. We got to the moon because a couple of really brilliant people looked around and said, if we built the right team of engineers, politicians, and a couple of stud athletes and pilots, we can put a couple men on the moon. Anything extraordinary Will require you working with other people. Anything great that you want to accomplish depends on your ability to communicate. It depends on your ability to understand what the person next to you has to offer. Be able to explain that to people around you and get everybody to work together for a common goal. There's a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson that says, every man I meet is in some way my superior and in that I can learn from them. Take that to heart. Find what is special inside of you that you have to offer people. Talk about it ad nauseum to add your value into the world so that everybody that comes across knows what you're about, knows what they can learn from you and get good at understanding what you can learn from other people. Once you get good at understanding what you can learn from other people, figure out how to explain that to everybody. And as you keep aggregating the knowledge of everybody you meet into your life and to others, you will build your own community, you will create your own audience, and you will be able to accomplish anything you dream of.